This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 267. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 267. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. So happy to be here with you today. And before we dive into why you need more deadlines in your life, I want to share with you our shameless mom of the week, Jenny. So you all know that I pick a shameless mom of the week every week from our reviews over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. So that's actually a link to put you into our iTunes or Apple podcast portal, because that's where all my reviews live. So If you want to be nominated for Shameless Mom of the Week, you can just pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, leave a review there. It means the world to me. You might get your review read out loud on the air and become Shameless Mom of the Week. And also know that my ratings and my reviews over there, as well as how many subscribers I have, that's what makes me rank in iTunes. And it's kind of a big deal. And it's how the show grows. And it's how I'm able to get really great guests and really great sponsors and all those things. So I so appreciate you subscribing and reviewing the show, because it really does matter. And it does make a difference. So 
our review, our Shameless Mom of the Week, and her accompanying review is from Jenny. And Jenny says, wow, where have you been? My entry into motherhood had its unexpected struggles and a resultant nosedive to my self-confidence. Then I returned to work part-time in a profession where part-time felt unheard of. I felt different than full-time working moms and different than stay-at-home moms. Where was my tribe? I knew I didn't feel the way I wanted to, but what next? It started with finding exercise, then reading great memoirs, then journaling again, a childhood habit, then devouring podcasts, and finally enter Sarah, who could have told me to do all the above via the 15-minute manifest handout, who could convey the camaraderie in one Instagram post, who packs wisdom and content in so well I look for reasons to go for a drive. Better late than never. Now excited and a little nervous for the next chapter in Momentum Mamas. So glad to have found this space. So Jenny, so happy that you're here. And yes, Jenny's also in Momentum Mamas. So I get to connect with her there every week, which is so fun. But I love a couple things about this. I think it's so common for our confidence to be really shaken in motherhood because you can't really plan and prepare for motherhood and you can't prepare for the impact it's going to have on your life. I mean, you don't know what kind of babies you're going to have and you don't know, like, are they going to be the quiet, snuggly kind or the screaming all day and night kind? And it's just a really big, hard, relentless job. And there's never really an end in sight. You're never like, as long as I can get through this week, then we're good. No, it's like, it just keeps going. So it really does shake you to the core in terms of self-confidence and identity and then figuring that all out again. And then when you add in the dynamic of going back to work part-time in a profession where part-time isn't really common and feeling like you're not in the full-time working mom's club and you're not in the stay-at-home mom's club, and it can be really hard to find those places to be connected. And so I so appreciate, Jenny, that you shared this experience because I know you're not alone. And I love that you were resourceful and you started with exercise and reading and journaling and really implementing habits that could fuel you and habits that could serve you and help you re-identify with yourself and rebuild your confidence as this new person and new identity in motherhood. And I just love, love that you're here. And I feel like it's so fateful and serendipitous that like you were doing these three new habits and getting them back on a roll in your life. And then you came across the Shameless Mom Academy and our 15 minute manifest. And I just think that that's really, really special. So any of you who don't have that 15 minute manifest, it is, it's a free download and you can get it by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 15 mm for minute manifest. That is something that I recommend everyone just try to implement on whatever level is appropriate for you. It's such a valuable tool. And I know so many of our shameless moms are using it and really, really benefiting from it every damn day. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. And thank you so much, Jenny, for writing in. I so appreciate you taking the time. I love to hear your story. I'm so excited to have you in Momentum Mamas, and I'm more than delighted to have you as our shameless mom of the week this week. All right. And now here we go. We're going to talk about why you need more deadlines in your life. So I will admit deadlines make me really squirmy because (laughs) as soon as you put a deadline on something, there's kind of this like, oh, wow, crap. Like, I guess we're doing this. But that's also how you make things happen. So there's this quote that says a goal without a deadline is just a dream. And I think that's so true that if you don't put a deadline on when you want to accomplish something by, it just lives out there for so long. And it doesn't have the same meaning and impact because you're not necessarily working specifically toward that thing every damn day. And I think that it is so important to know what we're actually working toward and have it be on a deadline and on a timeline that 
keeps us accountable to taking action and also keeps us accountable to taking imperfect action. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about a deadline is that often it forces us to take imperfect action. And without a deadline, I think that we, especially high achievers, can often get stuck in waiting for the perfect time and waiting for the perfect conditions and redoing things over and over until it's just so. And the beauty of a deadline is that you often don't have the luxury of doing that. Like you are up against a timeline that makes you stop at a certain point and be like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. And in most cases, good enough is good enough. And so, you know, I've talked recently about Brooke Castillo's whole philosophy around doing B minus work and that getting over perfectionism by doing B minus work. And she talked about this specifically on an interview she did with Amy Porterfield on online marketing made easy, which is Amy Porterfield's podcast. And I so appreciated this conversation around doing B minus work and really letting yourself be okay with not showing up perfectly, getting something done mostly to the best of your ability, and then moving on. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for 
understood explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school and not waiting until something's perfect. And I know that for me, that's hard, but it's also been the only way I've been able to grow businesses is by taking imperfect action, doing B minus work. And this is from someone who like never got to be in high school or college. I literally got straight A's all the way through high school and college. Um, oh, wait, did I get a B? I take that back. I might've gotten a B in philosophy. Like I went in, my, I went into my professor's office crying in philosophy at Gonzaga because I was so confused by critical thinking concepts, <laughs> which like doesn't say a lot about me as a person. I think like it might speak to not a super high IQ when I was like, yeah, I'm just a really bad critical thinker. I went in there crying and I was like, I need you to tell me like, what's the formula? What can I memorize to get an A in this class? I'll do it. And the teacher that my professor was like, yeah, it's not about memorizing something like that's not the secret here. You need to understand this concept and you need to be able to apply it to different areas of your life and different areas that we're like doing this reading. And I was so frustrated. I was like, just tell me the thing to memorize it for the test. And he was like, yeah, that's no, like it's, there is no one thing to memorize for a test for you to get by in this class. And that was maybe the beginning of me, like letting go of my perfectionism a little bit, but me taking imperfect action is how I've been able to be successful as an entrepreneur, because if I don't take imperfect action, I will never finish anything. If I don't have myself up against a deadline and have myself accountable to other people, I will never get there. And so for me, deadlines and imperfect action have been like the magic formula in getting things done and getting the benefits of having things done. And the benefits of having things done is you get to cross them off of a list. And so there's many ramifications of crossing them off the list. And so you cross them off your list and then you can be reflective of, I did this thing. And what does that mean? And how did it impact me? And do I want to do it again? What would I do differently next time? What went really well? What were the unexpected like surprises and hiccups and disasters and like huge wins that came out of this? And then you can immediately start taking that information and applying it to the next goal and recognizing like, this is what I learned last time. So now I know next time I can do this and I can do it this way and I can do it better. And you know, maybe it'll go from a B minus to a B plus and the results will be even better. So I can say that every time I've met a deadline imperfectly, it's given me really great data to get feedback and then move on to another deadline with more information in a more solid way. So there's never been like a downside to that was too soon. I shouldn't have done it yet. And I know I had business coaches early on when I first worked with business coaches who said, cut your deadlines in half. And one of them did this routinely over the course of a couple of years. He had had different deadlines about different things and he just kept cutting them in half. And so like he had said he was going to train for a marathon. He was a big weightlifter guy. He was not a runner. He was like, I'm going to train for a marathon. And he was going to give himself three months. And then after a couple of weeks, he was like, "Never mind, I'm going to do it in six weeks. I like, I'm signing up right now. And he did this marathon and it was a horrible... <laughs> He, like I said, he wasn't a runner. So it was so hard for him. And it was like this grueling experience. But the thing is, he got it done and then he can move on to the next thing. So when you take imperfect action, you cut your deadlines in half and you just get things done. It creates this momentum of like, what next? What more can I do to like build this identity or build my confidence or do fun and exciting things and reach the next heights in my life? And that feels really, really good. And when we 
have goals, but we don't work with them on a deadline, we often just kind of sit spinning our wheels and we get stuck and we let ourselves stay stuck. And that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel productive. And there's no momentum there. And when there's no momentum, things feel really stagnant and stale. And that's where our identity starts to get called into a question. And we do feel that nosedive that Jenny was talking about in her review, that nosedive in our self-confidence can happen because we feel like, when's the last time I accomplished something? When's the last time I crossed something off my list to prove that I can get something done, even if I don't do it really, really well? And that's really valuable. So without a deadline, you will never get to the things that can truly change your life for the better. And we have to recognize that it will never be the right time. It will never be an ideal time to run your first 5K or your first marathon. It will never be the ideal time for you to like, you know, redo your resume and go for that promotion. It will never be the right time for you to, you know, to build a side hustle around gardening or photography or pottery or like, there's never going to be a time where you're going to be like, I have so much free time now. What should I do? We fill our lives really full and really completely. And it's always going to be that way. So at some point you need to say, I'm drawing a line in the sand here because it's important to me to get this thing done because this is how it will impact my life to have this done. And because I want to be a person of my word, I want to have success in this area of my life and say that I did this. So even for me, like having run a marathon and really hating it, I didn't mind the training, but I hated the actual race itself and really struggled through it that was a deadline. And once it was done, it was like, thank God that's done. Like, I don't have to keep training for that. I don't have to keep wondering how that's going to go. I know now that like the marathon distance, not my distance of choice. (laughs) So that was really valuable information for me. And having put it out there for longer would have only been more painful. Like it would have just been grueling to be like, you know, instead of running that marathon that I've been training for next month, I'm going to just put it off a few more months and just keep doing these like long distance runs with the end line being just further and further out for me. Having that deadline allows you to put a little period on the end of something and then start a new sentence. I think that's so important and so valuable. Also, with deadlines, deadlines allow you to have a bigger goal in many cases. So like you're working towards something. By the end of 2018, I want to have an outline for my book. Or by the end of this month, I want to have my resume redone. Or by the end of October, I want to have like cleaned out all the baby gear from my house. Like whatever. But that allows us to start with that bigger goal and then break it down into smaller goals. And this is where we really feel the momentum happen. And I mean, again, like a running goal is such a great example. But once you have that bigger goal and that deadline in place, then it's like, what do I need to do this week? And that feels so much more manageable than the big thing at the end. So you really never have to look at the big thing at the end if you can break it down one week at a time. What am I doing one week at a time? And so I know like I just finished reading this really great book called Published by Chandler Bolt about publishing yourself, publishing your first book. And what's amazing is he took a concept of writing your first book and he breaks it down into this like 90 day process. Only 30 of those 90 days are the actual writing of the book. So it's basically how to write the book in 30 days, but like plan it, write it and market it in 90 days. And I'll tell you, as someone who wants to write a book someday, the concept of writing a book and thinking like, well, I don't know when I'll do that. Maybe, you know, in a few years, that just seems so far out there. And like, when will I get to it? And when will it feel like the right time? And then I read this book that broke it down into such a simplistic process of like, here's what you do week one. For 20 minutes, you sit down, you set a timer, you do this. And here's what you do week two. And I got to the end of that book and I was like, oh my God, I could write a book by the end of this year if I wanted to. I don't know that I want to. I don't know that's where I want to focus my energies, but it's like definitely going to happen years earlier because I read this book. I have such a strong sense now of how I can break down steps to writing a book that I'm like, it would be irresponsible of me to wait many years to do that. 
So I think it's really important that when you take that bigger goal and you put a deadline on it, then all of a sudden you have this accountability for like, now I have to figure out how to make it happen. And here's my action steps. And here's what, how I'm going to get really specific and really intentional about this. And it keeps you way more accountable to actually putting steps into action. And I think that's so important. Another piece of this is you have to tell people about your goals and your deadlines. Don't just tell them about the goal. Don't just be like, yeah, so I'm thinking about writing a book. Be like, so I'm going to write a book by the end of 2018, or I'm going to write my book outline by Thanksgiving, or I'm going to whatever. But whatever the thing is, you tell people the goal, you tell people the deadline. Because again, if you tell them the goal without telling them the deadline, you're just telling them about your dream. And they might be really interested and invested in your dream and think that that's really awesome. But if you haven't told them when you're going to have it done by, there's no accountability built in. And there's nowhere for you to be in those conversations where they can be like, how's that going? How are you still on the timeline? Like, And not even for them to do that from a place of judgment, but just from a place of support. Like, People are going to want to hear about that. The first thing I did after I signed up for that marathon, whoo, I told everybody. Because I was like, you know what? I think at that point I had done multiple half marathons, but I hadn't ever run more than 13 miles, which is half of a marathon. And I was like, I have a lot of doubt. Like I barely in all my half marathons, I was like struggling at the finish line. So to to consider how I would get from 13.1 miles to 26.2 miles felt hugely overwhelming. So I was like, I have to tell everyone I'm doing this because otherwise I will never make it on my first 14 mile training run. I will never make it on that training run. That's one mile longer than the longest thing I've ever run. And so I told everyone and then it was like, okay, like, here we go. And I was able to do it like one week at a time, adding one mile a week, I was able to make it happen. So once you start telling people, you will find ways to stay accountable. You will find ways to create those goals and those steps and those action steps that you need to take. Now, another piece of this is being super mindful of your procrastination habits. So I know we all have procrastination habits and I know what some of mine are and I can tell when I'm doing them. And they're kind of like, for me, my procrastination habits are kind of like self-soothing activities. So like a baby self-soothes by sucking a pacifier or a binky or a lovey or like snuggling with a certain blankie or what maybe nursing. Like there's all sorts of little things that babies do to self-soothe. My self-soothing is a loop on my computer that I'll get into in the morning when I don't want to actually start taking action in something. And I will go from my email, I'll check my inbox, and then I'll go to Facebook and check my notifications. And then I'll go to people.com and just see if there's any celebrity gossip to catch up on. And by the time I'm done with all that, I'm like, huh, I should probably go back and check that email again. Maybe some important people have tried to contact me since I was in that inbox seven minutes ago. And I can do that for a real long time. I can do that for seven minutes. I can do it for 70 minutes. I can go through that loop over and over and over. And so you have to know what your procrastination habits are. And then you have to be really clear on when you're doing that. I was listening to Shalene Johnson on her show recently talk about her procrastination habits. So Shalene Johnson has a podcast called Build Your Tribe, which is a great podcast. And I was listening to an episode where she was talking specifically about procrastination and steps to overcoming procrastination. And she said she knows that one of her procrastination habits is organization. And so she's like, if I catch myself organizing a junk drawer and getting like super excited about it, it 100% means that I'm avoiding 
a bigger action step I need to be taking in my life. So like, it might mean that I'm, you know, she's like, I'll have to check myself and be like, Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be writing a chapter of my book today. And here I am getting super excited about like sorting rubber bands. (laughs) And so and which made me laugh, because I've also seen memes that say like, the first step to my friend, Jeff Goins talks about he's a writer, and he talks about this, like, the first step to writing your next book is like cleaning your entire office, filing every piece of paperwork since 1982, like going through your old check registrars, folding and sorting laundry, like vacuuming the whole house, cleaning your baseboards, doing detailing your car. Like there's like 27 steps to starting to write the book and they're all procrastination things. But I've seen other people talk about this as well. Like, it's just funny. There's all these things that we think we need to do. And sometimes we put them up as noble obstacles. So also know for you, procrastination might look like a noble obstacle. Oh, I just need to like get dinner ready for the family first. Or, oh, I just need to go, you know, do this thing or that thing or sign up for volunteering or whatever. Like we let these noble obstacles get in our way, which John Acuff talks about in his book, Finish, in a really lovely way. And he really goes deeply into noble obstacles but that's a great example for me, like not getting rid of baby stuff. One of my noble obstacles was, well, I want to like donate some things to this organization and then some things to that organization. And I want to take them over here. And then some of the things we could send to Goodwill and some of them I want to sell. And I I had this like whole thing about getting rid of stuff. And my husband was like, Oh my God, can we just get rid of it? Like, can we just take it all to Goodwill? We don't need to have seven different categories of how we're delineating where everything goes can it just go? This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And so for me, I was like, oh, these are my noble obstacles because this is a hard thing for me to get rid of this stuff. And so my procrastination habit around that was these noble obstacles. But wait, I want to wait till we can take it to Mary's place because they're really in need of like size 2T t-shirts. And my husband's like, that's great. Are you going to drive across town sometime this week? Because if you're not, then let's take them to Goodwill. So being really mindful of noble obstacles makes a big difference as well. Then from there, once you know your procrastination habits, you can really catch yourself in them and do your best to minimize those habits. And then you schedule time to work toward your deadlines. So you schedule in, here's the goal. Here's when it's going to happen by in the next three months or six months or whatever. And then here's what I'm doing this week to work towards that goal. And here's where it's scheduled. So I talk about this in Momentum Mamas quite a bit when I talk about goals and I say like, I don't want to just know that you're going to work out three times this week. I want to know like what days and times. I don't want to just know that you're going to make healthy dinners. I want to know what are you making and when are you making them? I don't want to know that you're going to like start looking for a new job. I want to know like how many people are you going to email? What days are you sitting down to do this? What time on Wednesday are you updating your LinkedIn profile? Who were the seven contacts you're going to make this week, one every day to make sure that you're actually taking action every day? Like super specific. I want to know what you're doing, what time of day you're doing it, what day you're doing it on all these little pieces Because when it's scheduled to that level of detail and it's on your calendar and you've made a commitment to it, then the thing will happen. If you block your time, like for me, I've started saying the first week of every month, I am recording all four of my Monday episodes, my solo episode. I'm recording them all in that first week of the month rather than doing one episode a week, which is what I used to do. And so now... Now that I've made that goal for myself, I know that it will be painful for me if I don't do it. Like it makes so much more sense to just do it, which is why I'm recording this today on Labor Day on a holiday, because I've set this goal for myself and I know that it feels so good to have all four episodes done that I'm doing it on a holiday while the rest of the world is celebrating because it's that valuable to me to have now that I've implemented that goal multiple months in a row, I see the value in it. So I schedule the time and I get it done as soon as I possibly can, because then it feels really, really good to be like, yeah, so I'm done with that. I'm crossing that off the list. That's not going to hang over my head. It's not going to interfere with Vinny's starting of kindergarten this week. It's not going to interfere when I travel next week. It's not going to interfere with all these different things that I have going on in September. 
because I've scheduled that this is when that happens. Here's where I've made space for this thing because I've self-imposed these deadlines on myself that I record my solo episodes in the first week of the month. And this just so happens to be the only day this week that I actually have a block of time because of the crazy kindergarten schedule that's like half days the first week. So being really conscientious of having things scheduling toward your deadline makes a huge difference. And then setting reminders. Put reminders on your phone. I have people who have goals around bedtime. And we talk about this in Momentum as well. People say like, I need, oh, I need to get to bed early. And I say, that's great. If you want to get to bed earlier, you can't just like wish like, I'm just going to try to start going to bed by 10. No, like you set a timer for when you need to go upstairs. You set a timer for when you need to stop reading your book. You set a timer for when you need to be done with like all these little things. So for me, like I know for me from getting to get from my basement from watching a TV show up to my bedroom to being in bed takes at least 20 minutes because there's like 13 things I do on the way as part of my evening process. So if I know I want to be in bed by 10 o'clock, then I need to reverse engineer that and see like, okay, so actually if I want to be in bed lights out by 10, I need to be getting off the couch at 9.15. So I need to set a timer for 9.15, not a timer for 10 to remind me to go to bed, set a timer for 9.15 so that I can be in bed lights out by 10. There's a huge, huge difference. So having reminders in there makes a difference. Also telling your family, start telling your family, like what I'm doing now, like starting this week, I'm going to bed at this time or starting this week, I'm getting up at this time or starting this week, I'm going to the gym before I come home to make dinner, which means that dinner will be at 6.15 instead of 5.30, whatever that might mean for you. But you tell people about it because once they know, then they can be supportive and that makes you do it. Like if you decide to skip the workout and you show up and make dinner at 5.30 for your family, they're going to be like, but wait, didn't you say you were going to the gym three days this week and that you weren't going to be home till 6.15 or we weren't going to eat dinner till 6.15? So it's really important that you're using that as a means of accountability as well. And then the last piece of this is having a system. So when you have these deadlines, you want to have it systematized in a way that you constantly know what you need to do and you're not getting distracted by other things that are lower priority or procrastination habits. So my system is a notebook of lists, basically. I also have tried scrum boards. Scrum boards work really well for some people. They don't work that great for me. And I don't know if it's just that I haven't implemented them enough. But issue with scrum boards is that like, I like a notebook that's right in front of me at arm's length. And for me to have things on a whiteboard across my office, I just am not in the habit of referencing that. So I find that I can do it for bigger projects. But for like my weekly to-do list, it's a notebook in front of me with lists of things to do broken up into a couple of categories. And the list of things to do are action items that take me closer to a goal. It's not like check email. It's action items that take me closer to a goal. Things that help me grow the Shameless Mom Academy, things that help me grow my brand, things that help me bring in more revenue, things that help our family work towards certain goals. So it's all goal-oriented action. It's not like do the laundry, go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's really goal-oriented action. That's the stuff that I write down. So for you, it might be via list making. It might be via a scrum board. It might be an outline. I know I've had friends and colleagues in the past who've used note cards. And so I know my old coach, Carrie Wilkerson, she did everything on note cards. So she would have these little like rest recipe cards, like I think they're three by fives or something. And she would write everything on her little note cards. And she just always carried her note cards around with her. And she had like lists on her note cards. And every note card would be like kind of themed for different things that she was working through. And that was her way. Some people use post-it notes. So whatever system you use, if it works for you, it's fine. Like there's not one system that's right or wrong or better than the other. Use whatever system works for you. So I occasionally will try new systems and I kind of just keep coming back to my notebook system 
So I'm sticking with that because it's what's working well. And also like if something's working, don't mess with it. So do what works for you until it doesn't work for you anymore is parenting advice that was given to me that I find is very applicable in other areas. So having your system and then making sure that your system supports the goal and that your system puts you into action and into momentum. So there you have it. Why you need more deadlines in your life. If you have more deadlines in your life, you will flat out accomplish more. Like this is not even an art argument. We don't even need to have a conversation about it. You will flat out accomplish more if you have deadlines in your life. So give yourself deadlines. Give yourself deadlines for the little things like getting rid of the baby clothes and give yourself deadlines for the big things like getting that job you really want, writing the book, starting the blog, whatever it is, saving the money, whatever that goal is, set a deadline on it and then hold yourself accountable to that deadline through these different ways I've just mentioned, by having a system, by having a schedule, by having reminders, by telling other people about it so that you have that built-in accountability, by knowing your procrastination habits and really minimizing them, if not getting rid of them altogether. So super important, super helpful. This episode is really valuable on the coattails of how to reset and reframe your fall that we talked about last week. So make sure you've listened to that one as well, because these two go hand in hand really well. Resetting and reframing your fall. We talked a lot about goals through the end of the year and how to make sure that you're like taking the right kind of action and doing things that serve you rather than just doing things that suck and suck the life out of you. So when you are working on the resetting and reframing your fall, setting deadlines would be a perfect thing to be doing in conjunction with that. So if you haven't listened to episode 265, make sure you do that as well. All right. I hope this was helpful. Let me know what you think. Definitely continue the conversation over on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy and in our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. Make sure you pop over and do that right after this. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.